success looks so easy from the outside, but all successful people have had to overcome enormous obstacles along the way. And in many cases, look failure right in the eye. Most successful people don't focus on the struggle and rarely do they talk about it because quite frankly, that's not what creates success. Join us here where we will chat with fierce female entrepreneurs and share the good, the bad, and the ugly of entrepreneurship and talk about the obstacles we have faced and how you can overcome them to reach the success that you desire. I am your host, Cami Lehman, and this is the She's Invincible Podcast. Hey, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us today on the She's Invincible podcast. And we have an amazing guest for you today. Ann Bennett is the founder of Renegade Branding and has spoken across the county and around the world. She is a best-selling author, coach, and brand profit builder. Ann has shared the stage with thought leaders like Les Brown, Jack Canfield, Sandra Yancey, CEO of eWomen, Craig Dewswalt of Rock Your Life, and badass author Jen Sincero. Anne uses her marketing and branding genius to help women entrepreneurs and a few good men build their standout personal brands and boost their profits. Anne works with purpose-driven entrepreneurs who do transformational work so they can liberate and ignite their unique genius, authentic voice, and build a profitable brand platform. Anne has 25 years experience in visual and graphic design and has brought her talents to many major magazines from popular mechanics to Vogue, where the devil really does wear Prada. <laughs> Anne's personal slogan and the cornerstone of all her programs is it's smart to fit in but it's brilliant to stand out. Welcome in Bennett, my friend, all the <laughs> way from California. Oh my gosh, can I tell you, it is so fun to have you here today on oh. the She's Invincible podcast. Thank you, thank you, thank you. It's um, so great to be here. Oh my gosh, this is like highlight. I, I was saying before we actually <laughs> record, we are going to laugh all the way through this. You are such a dear. I just adore you. I wish you didn't live on the other coast, but I'm going to look forward to visiting you and having lots of like face-to-face -face cocktail hours in lieu of the virtual ones that we have had. And oh my gosh, so exactly. fun. I am so excited to share you with our listeners. So let's jump in. Let's tell the people, how did you get where you are today? And what makes you invincible? I think it's such a, it's such a great question. How, you know, it's like, how did you get to where you are today? Well, it certainly wasn't a straight line. That's for sure. It just was all over the place. I originally, um, I went to college. My, my, you know, my background is my father's a high school principal and my mother is a housewife and, um, you know, very forties and fifties. And, um, 
you know, I went to college as a painter. So I left and went, I left California. It was kind of like, Gigi goes to hell. I went off to New York city to, you know, pursue my painting career. I got there in like 1980 when the art scene was exploding. It was just so awesome to really be there and be, you know, CBGBs and the mud club and just all the stuff was going on. Right. Which was awesome. And then, um, you know, as any creative in the city, I had to have a job, (laughs) (laughs) right? So I started working in graphic design, magazine design and art direction and really worked for every single magazine in the city from Popular Mechanics, uh, where I was the first woman in the art department. That was crazy fun. All the way to Vogue, where I got my job without any fashion in my portfolio, which is completely unheard of. So, you know, I'm a little left to center and a little like, for me, there's always a way to get to where you want to get, whether it looks like, you know, usually it's the road less traveled. Everyone's going to the right, I'll take a left. You know, it's kind of how I did my entire life. So, you know, being in New York, everything was like, here I am, I'm the it girl and I'm working at Vogue and everybody's like, "Can can I come up and have lunch with you? (laughs) stuff like that. They wanted to see what's going on. And uh, I'm walking up fifth Avenue on the way to work. And I look up and everyone's standing on the corner and they're looking up. So I look up and I see the first plane crash into the world trade center. And I know for everybody else, it was like unbelievable, not just wasn't believable that that was actually happening. And um, as the day unfolded, my whole life kind of rearranged, my, my DNA changed in that whole experience. And, and I just didn't care about it, about being in the fashion world and being all hip and kind of cool. It was like, what can I contribute? What can I do to, to make things better for other people? And not being a therapist, <laughs> I was like, well, what are, what are my talent, skills, and abilities, right? So it was like, oh, well, I know all about design and how to interpret uh, people's energy and how to get attention and how to make things flow in a storyline. So I decided I would use that to help, you know, other entrepreneurs. Specifically, I started with coaches uh, because I felt like they were the people that make the biggest difference for other people in the world. Uh, And I wanted to do that. I wanted to really make an impact with other people and really support them and help them. So that's really what got me working the way that I work. I just kind of gave up on, well, in a certain way, you know, I kind of like, I kind of lean towards the rock star type of thing, but I basically support other people so that they can be really stand up and shine in their own businesses. Oh, I love that. And, and, you know, oh, you, I think you were probably, I'm trying to remember the, maybe the third guest that we've had on the show that was like directly affected, like right there in New York city and affected by nine 11. And my heart sunk because I remember you telling me that, but I kind of forgot until you just yeah. brought it up. And I thought, oh my gosh, and we were going to laugh through this whole thing, right? <laughs> and, but we still are. We still are. We still uh, are. But, I can tell you how funny that was. I can oh, tell some no. funny stories about it. Miracles that, you know, the miracles. miracles. Yes. The miracles yes. That There's so many miracles. And I find myself every day, like, just thanking God, like, that he spared some of the people that I've been meeting 
you know, yeah. that, that we're so close to that and yet they they're here and I'm so grateful. Um, so tell us what makes you invincible. I think invincible is an interesting, it's such a great word, right? I'm invincible. Yes. Like I'm a superhero. Like, I don't know about you, but when I was a little kid, I thought I could fly and be like Superman. That was like the really the big thing. And I just love the fact that all the, um, the new super superheroes are women, you know, it's like really awesome. Right. Yes. And, um, I think invincible to me is a combination of, uh, really being tenacious and having resilience because I'm always pushing out on the skinny branches, right? I'm, I'm out on the skinny branches where they bob, <laughs> And many, many times uh, I've fallen on my face for sure. And, um, but I always find a way to bounce back. I always find a way to pick myself up. And I think it's because it's not about me. I really think it's because other people are expecting me to show up and other people you know, on my clients and people that see me on stage and all these different things. It's about them really ultimately. And my personality, my little self, I call her little Anne, you know, she's always like, you know, I don't want to do that. I don't want to go. I don't want to go networking. People think I'm like an extrovert. I'm really not. And uh, so I, ha I have to talk to her and go, it's really okay. We're going to go do this and we're just going to, you know, have fun. I don't know what's going to happen. You know, let's send love ahead. I can get all spiritual about it. Right. And, um, or the other part of me is like, yeah, I'm just going to go be a badass. You know? <laughs> I have like these aspects, all these personalities that live inside of me. So I let them all express. I love it. Do they all have costumes too? Because I know yeah, for me, like I have certain things that I can wear that I'm like, I'm wearing this today because I'm going to need this power, right? And so, yeah, right, your magic, like it. your magic clothes, yes, I have my magic like, jacket or my magic shoes or whatever. Yes, yes, I love it. Whatever makes you so powerful, right? Your best mm -hmm. version of you. That is so amazing, and I love how you just broke that down. So, oh my gosh, you know, your expert zone of genius is branding, messaging. I have had the honor of hearing you speak and, and I just love, love the way you share uh, just all of that. And I'm so excited to share this with our listeners today. So let's dive in and tell them all the things they need to know about branding and messaging. But before we do that, I would love to hear how you came up with the name of your company, Renegade Branding, because that is so amazing. And I we, I know we didn't even talk about that. That is so funny. We didn't talk about it. So I, this is really a funny story. I know so, it is. I'm sure. <laughs> everything, you know, my whole life is like this crazy set of stories where people emerge i meet them years ago and then i meet them again and i meet them again over the years for some reason there's just several people that re-emerge so um i was i took a course from les brown on speaking and how to really be present and and inspiring with your audience he's extraordinary so i happened to be uh helping him film some interviews that he was doing up at a friend's house 
And he's like, let's do, he's so generous, right? So he's like, let's sit down and do like a little talk or whatever. I'm like, okay. So we're out by the pool, you know, we're so California by the pool. We're just kind of chatting and, you know, it's a little Oprah-esque. And, and he's like, well, what's the name of your business? And I'm like, and Bennett Marketing. And he's like, oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> he's like, no, I think renegade branding is more appropriate for you. And I'm like, fine, let's do it. So that's really how the name came about. You know, I have a lot, I have a lot of rebel type of energy. And in my, I do these renegade archetypes, as you know, because we've kind of talked about it. So you're either a nurturer, a disruptor, an innovator, or a geek. And of course, I'm a disruptor. So I'm like this disrupting rebel type of personality, point of view, loves to upset the status quo, you know, loves to do things that are a little mischievous and off, off to the left. So I think that that's how the whole thing of renegade branding came up. And all those things you just said are everything I love about you. <laughs> it's why we're best of friends today. Uh, exactly. Uh, it's like 10 seconds or less, right? Because I'm a disruptor too, but I am shocked. I cannot believe that Les Brown, he is one of my favorite people. You know, when he says, you gotta be hungry. You gotta be hungry. Uh, yeah, he's yeah, so Mr. great. Brown. I cannot believe that he, uh, named your company for you. I was not expecting that, but I love that. <laughs> and it, it shows how open you are, right? To being great yeah. um, and how generous he is to be able to pour that into you. He spoke that into you and you rose up. And I love that. Love, love, love. So let's- I think that's how, I think that's how everything works. It really it does happen work. that way. You know, yeah. it's like when I was working in the magazine Art Direction, it didn't matter where the idea came from. It could come from the janitor and I would be on the cover of the magazine. You know what I mean? It was like, oh, that's such a great idea because I can gather other people's genius from all over. It doesn't yeah. have to be generated directly from me. It, it's just part of a listening. It's a listening and a seeing something and going, yeah. That's gold. That's gold. And I'm going to use. Yeah. That. And being open to receive. Right. A lot of people are in their ego where they're thinking it has to come from them. And so they block that when mm -hmm. it's just so easy to just be open to receive it and go with it. And I, I love it. So I'm <laughs> so excited about that story. All right. Let's dive in. Tell us what we need to know about branding and messaging. I mean, I you've, think, that, I think you've did that through the name of your company and the way that you have your, you know, your brand. Yeah. The archetypes. Yeah, the archetypes. So. I think, you know, I I believe, you know, I wanted to simplify this for people because I think mostly when they hear the word branding, they think, oh, it's logos and taglines and colors and how I look. And all of that, yes, is the supporting material. But the actual essence of who you are is where we tackle the, the branding. It's like you want your brand to reflect your values and the essence of who you are. So when we're, we're using these four simple archetypes to really help the, the individuals and my clients to drill down and to own these characteristics that sometimes as we grow up and we try to fit in, we dim ourselves into fitting in the classroom or fitting in with our family or fitting in with our friends, that's all okay, but when you're coming into business, you actually want to do the opposite. 
So it's an uncovering and owning, I call it owning, honoring, and unleashing your inner rebel, like who you actually are. I'm not saying you're like a rebel, raw. I'm just saying it's more like, oh, you could be nurturing, you could be really quiet. And that's very, very powerful. In fact, I think quiet people are the best at networking because they ask, ask questions of another person. So I think, you know, with branding, it has to do with dialing into the four archetypes. Are you a nurturer, disruptor, innovator, or geek? And then how do you take that and expand it into messaging? I have a lot of things that I do. I love to create these head-whipping hooks because, you know, we're all, we're all out together and we're networking or we're on Zoom and people say the same thing. It's like, oh, yeah, hi, I'm a branding person and I help you with your website and da, da, da. And it's like, we're just falling asleep or we're like looking at our phones or we're just so distracted and it's it it really requires that you amplify these personality characteristics so that people pay attention and they're like oh that's that's really interesting instead of saying oh i'm a financial um, advisor i help you build wealth you're like Live rich and die broke. (laughs) The people are like, what? (laughs) That'll get your attention. (laughs) Exactly, because it's something different. It's something, you know, you've got to be novel. The brain remembers things out of emotion and novelty. Oh, that's It's really important, very important. So branding to me is really about... um, Understanding your wow factor, understanding what makes you fascinating and unique to other people. Because we can't see our own eyebrows. So we really, we're like, oh yeah, whatever, you know, I do that. I do that all the time. (laughs) No big deal. You know, that's kind of how we operate. But for another person, it's it's like a a miracle. Like you've just done something that's so magnificent because it's not the way they would do it or the way they would think. And that's where I think we underplay ourselves most of the time in our businesses. So to me, that's what branding is about. It's really about being unapologetically you and owning that and having that be what you talk about, what you say, what you amplify in your message and in your brand so that people are like, yeah, I totally dig her. She's really cool. Or I want to be like her, or I, I have, I have this and it's really cool. You know, it's like, we either want to like be like somebody have what they have or do what we do best. There's like a variety of things, but you want your brand and your messaging to speak to those people who believe what you believe. It's not about convincing or changing people. It's really about being big enough and open enough so people can see you and go, yeah, Cammie's my girl. She totally gets me. I love her energy. I want to be around her. She's so much fun, like all that. Or, oh, I love them. They are like, they are so particular. They have, they have everything mapped out. You know, my geeks are my favorites because they're so practical. <laughs> they're practical they like to know where they're going before you get there so that you have this results you already know i mean you know no kidding that's what you're going to get they have it all planned out you know my life is much more spontaneous than that 
And so, right. you know, it's the happy surprises that turn into genius, you know? <laughs> <laughs> That's so awesome. So, so tell us, how do you introduce yourself when you're in, when you're in that situation? Because I love what you said about the financial advisor. So tell us what you say. I usually, so that's a really great question. You know, I change it up all the time depending on who I'm around. So what I definitely look at is I can say, you know, my, my tagline to my, my business is liberate your rebel spirit, rake in the revenue. Hi, I'm Ann Bennett. You know, I work with women entrepreneurs to help them stand out in the marketplace so they can capture their clients and really make a difference in what they do and make a lot of money. You know, it's like, (laughs) or make moolah. I just like to say stuff so that people, so they know I'm fun. They know that it's going to make, it's, it's about making money. It's not just about, oh, let's have fun. You know, that's that's great. And it's, and that sells, you know, enthusiasm actually is selling. Yeah. For real. That's what's, yeah. That's what sells. So, you know, it's actually, uh, you know, marketing is the transference of enthusiasm from one person to another. I was just going to say that I was like, yeah. yes, that's exactly right. It is that transferring of that feeling or that energy. Right. And as you yeah. said, enthusiasm, I love that so much. So you mentioned about the, the, the disruptor and the geek. So why don't you go ahead and touch on the other two uh, archetypes? Just, okay. just so people yeah. aren't wondering like, okay, she mentioned four, but then she talked about two. Right. So the nurturer, the nurturer is like they're warm and loving and spiritual that when you meet them, you feel like they're your BFF, even though you just met and that's how you want to connect. So there's a, a real strong, I call heart connection, you know, very, very strong. They're huggable. You just want to be with them. Right. And the, um, the innovator is like they're creative, full of possibilities. They enroll you in their values and thinking differently. And so you're like excited. It's like, oh, I never thought about it that way. Oh, yeah. You want to be with them in that way because it's like, it's kind of like you're being in the in crowd. <laughs> you know, you're like, oh, my God, you're putting chocolate and peanut butter together. Does anybody really has anyone ever had done that before? You know, it's kind of this this idea, this innovation or I, I really love talking about um, experienceifying your business, making it something that's like a game. It's gamifying it or making it something fun because we're all walking around with our phones. People are playing games 24-7. I mean, why? Do, why? Why? Well, it's the dopamine. It's the serotonin. It's all that great stuff. And so how can you make your business do that? Oh, well, it's with funny. all these ways. It's with yes. all this stuff. Head whipping hooks, your messaging, building a desire that already exists in the person. It's not like you're trying to create a desire. It's building what's already present and showing up as yourself in such a way that you're so confident, whether you're whispering, or whether you're the loudest person in the room, it's all great because you know your people are seeing you. And they're going to come over to you 
and everybody else will be repelled. <laughs> we have a which, tendency to do that, don't we? <laughs> which is awesome, right? Because first of all, I mean, I don't know about you, but I can't work with hundreds of thousands of people at the same time. No. And there's a lot of people that don't like me. And that's perfectly okay. Because they'll go off and like someone who's a little more up in their head or, you know, they have more credentials or whatever it is that appeals to them. And I won't be that appealing. And that's awesome. So then I get to work with people I love that love me. We get a lot of results because there's a synergy of, of creativity that happens. All of that is powerful stuff. I love that. So I'm going to ask you this question out of the blue. Uh, (laughs) This is how we roll. (laughs) So what is the one single most biggest mistake that people make in branding and messaging that you have seen? I think the biggest thing is, the biggest thing is you feel or most of us feel I'm really clear about what it is. I like, I talk to people about this all the time. Like, Oh yeah, I got that. I got a tagline. Oh, I know what to say. You know, I've done that for years, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, yeah, but you know, you know, that feeling when you just, you're giving your best stuff and people look a little confused or they, they kind of don't really pay attention to this, this, thing that you've just laid out in front of them it's it's almost like you're all excited about it you're totally into it and then all they hear is they don't really communication is what the other person hears it's not what you think you're saying and so a lot of times people get confused by that because they're given a lot of you know we're given a lot of um formulas and shortcuts for things because we want to get there very quickly. We don't want to spend the time to really do the work. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm a person like that too. It's like, how fast can we go? You know, can we get there? You know, now as I, longer I've been in my business, it's more like, slow down. It's okay. Everyone seems to be running past, you know, it's like the tortoise and the hare, that whole story, right? Yes. They're all running and I'm just like, hmm. But I think, you know, (laughs) that's how I feel right now. I think uh, we don't really know what we're communicating to people. And communication actually is what you say, the words are only 7% of communication. The rest of it is your tone of voice, your energy, actually what, how you make other people feel. Mm. Like you could say quack, 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 if that was, that inspired people. That's one of my goals is that I could stand up in front of a group of people. I go quack, 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 quack. And they'd be totally amused. And I'd get a standing ovation (laughs) because it's not the words we think it is. Right. So we want to be, I want to be smart. That's for sure. I mean, when you have a dad who is a high school principal, you want to be smart. (laughs) Yeah. Those are big shoes to fill. Right. Someone's always watching. Yeah. Yeah. So I think, you know, it's a mistake or like people think they're really communicating or they'll say big words like transformation, live um, your best life. 
all good things, but very big, not so specific. So when you're less specific, people don't, they can't quite grasp it because they don't know what it means. Yeah, there's a lot of room, right, for miscommunication. And that's so interesting that you're saying this about the 7% because most people think that what they say is what people hear. And that is so not true, depending no. on what kind of listener you are, right? You, you can make what, create whatever message you want out of what someone says. And I love that you just brought that out because I don't think we've ever talked about that before on the podcast. Yeah, so, it's totally like, you know, you're, you're in a relationship, right? You've been married, like, how many years? Forever. Right. So you guys are like probably finishing each other's sentences and you know, all this stuff. And also when you meet people and you're dating them, they say something like, Oh, I really want an open relationship. And you're like 50 million things go through your mind is what that actually means. And they just mean, I just want to be able to go to the market and get milk and not have to ask. (laughs) (laughs) You're like, what? So, I mean, I think that there's that. We think that people understand us. They don't. They no. don't. I love that. So if you're misunderstood, call Anne, right? <laughs> for, your, for your messaging. Oh my gosh, because that is so good. Oh, anything else that you want to share about uh, branding and messaging for the listeners today? I think the other thing about messaging is you want to remember as much as it's about you in terms of your energy Um, how you show up, your presence, you know, uh, what you look like, because people are making judgments. It's also about what is the benefit? Like, what are they going to get if they work with you? They don't really care that you have all this education, honestly. People don't care about that. They don't care. In fact, you know, they really would rather buy from their best friend. So you want to be that available, to somebody. You don't want to be the expert. I mean, everyone's like, oh, the expert, you know, the guru and all that. It's that's okay. Nothing wrong with it. But really buying comes from this connection with another person. And I think that we forget to, you know, we're so excited about, oh, well, I have this modality and I've studied for a million years and I know all this things I can do with you to help you with your health or help you with buy a house or whatever it is. And it's like, people don't really care. They want to know, like, it's going to be fun. It's going to be easy. You can do this. Yeah. And what's the result, right? What yeah. Is the, the result, result is you're going to have consistent clients. You're going to feel great. You're going to make the impact you want to make. You're going to be able to have the confidence that you need to sell with authority. A lot of times I'll say that to people so that you, you feel like you're totally grounded in who you are and that it's easy. You don't even really sell. You just show up. And that is awesome. Yeah. That, and that's, isn't that what we want to do anyway? Nobody wants to be the salesperson. They, yeah, want, but they want to be magnetic. They want, they need to show up and be magnetic. Like you said, everybody just wants to buy from their best friend, be their best friend. Like, yeah. Nobody yeah. wants to like be sold, but they want to buy. Nobody wants to really be, nobody wants to market. I mean, that is like this word that everyone just freaks out. I have to market. I will market. But I mean, you know, when you, 
get excited about doing something creative and that you're sharing. You got to remember when you're five years old, you're marketing like amazing. I would never go up against a five-year-old <laughs> and try to sell something. That kid is going to sell quicker than I can, hands down, because they just show up like, oh, yeah, do you want to buy this? Yeah, okay. And then the person says no, and they go five seconds later, oh, you want to buy this? You know, it's like, you know, kids are cookie. I do. Yeah, they and don't take like, no for an answer. <laughs> they yeah, don't hear it. They're, they're not ego. Their egos are not really involved in making up a story if mommy says no. They're just like, oh, I'm after a cookie. And the rest of us, you know, because we've been trained and we've grown up and we've been humiliated in class <laughs> and all that stuff that happens when you live life, right? We're a little bit like, oh, well, they said no. So that means no. I mean, we make it mean something. Oh, that means I'm not good enough. Or, oh, that means they don't like me. Or, oh, that means whatever. Well, what if it was just no? That's a okay. great question. Yeah. Right. Those and you could just still be complete, right? Oh, that's so powerful. So powerful, especially in the world today. This is so yeah. great. So, Anne, let's tell our listeners where they can find you. Oh, you can find me um, at renegadebranding.com. I just have a brand new website up. So I'd be very curious to see what y'all think about it. It's I have to say, I really went out on a limb. It's really amazing. And I was kind of scared. <laughs> I love it when I scare myself, okay? It's just part of what I like to do. It's like if I'm not out on the edge and it's not a little uncomfortable and scary, I'm not doing it right. So the new website's up and uh, it, it would be really great to have people go over and see what they think. There's a lot of free things they can get there from me, a lot of teaching and videos and things like that. Or reach out to me on Facebook. I love to, uh, I love to connect with people. I so love if you just it. go to Ann Bennett Marketing and DM me and ask me any questions, I love to, um, I just love to help people really be with them. I can, I can tell that about you. When I first met you, I knew that was the truth right there. <laughs> and I do love that about you. And you know, it's so funny what you said about living on the edge. I have always, always been, my favorite theme has been, or just saying has been, if you're not living on the edge, you're taking up way too much room. And yeah. so when you said that, I'm like, oh, this is why I love her. Yeah, oh, I love that too. So yes. see, see how we're like all connected and everything. So that's what we you want are. your brand and your message to do. So it's like, oh, Cammy, you and I, we're we're the same. <laughs> we're the same people, right? We're disruptors. Yeah. You know, you yeah. want your that to happen with your clients. I love it. Let's just, yeah. What can we disrupt today? Right, Ann? <laughs> right. <laughs> Hopefully we're disrupting a whole bunch of listeners right now so that right. they'll like, get Ooh. together their branding and messaging. And now a word from our sponsor, Christine Trumbull, founder of Coaching the Climb, understands the challenges of building a successful business. She's faced many of those challenges herself and helped hundreds of clients build successful businesses. 
With the launch of her new podcast, The Climb with Christine, you will hear the same advice she gives her clients, as well as conversations with experts in a variety of topics, including business, health, relaxation, mindset, kids, and fashion. Check it out on iTunes, The Climb with Christine, and be sure to subscribe, download, and give her a rating and review. Well, this has been so fun. And you know, on the She's Invincible podcast, we promise our listeners that we're going to bring them fierce female entrepreneurs, and we are going to share their expert zone of genius and give them tips that they can put into place right now to make a difference in their businesses and their lives. And you have done that in such a fun way as usual. (laughs) But now the other part of it is that we also promise them that we're going to pull back the curtain. We are going to pull back the curtain. We're going to show this amazing disruptor, Ann Bennett, who is this fierce female entrepreneur, but we're also going to show them that other Ann, you know, the one, the one that took the journey, the one that wasn't as confident as she is today, the one that wasn't as successful as she is today. Are you ready? We're going to share some stories. Let's hop right on this. Let's do Let's share a story about the good, the good part of your journey. Do you have a story to share with us? Yeah, I think, you know, there's been a lot of good. I'm kind of like, like how I am in relationships. You know how you just get that amnesia about all the bad stuff. Yes. <laughs> and you remember, you get like fond memories, right? So for me, I think the, the good is really the learning the allowing myself to uh, grow and really be um, somebody I don't even know myself to be. Like I was saying, you know, I really, I spent most of my life as a painter in the studio by myself, or I was working in design behind the scenes and other people were, were the superstars, you know, that I worked with at Vogue. Those were like people to me that were, Uh, amazing people that had accomplished so much. And I was the support system. So when I started my business, I had to step up and step out and really own who I am and the space that I belong in. And um, I think that that's a good journey. That's a really good journey. That's a great journey. You know, when you can kind of, Like you can't, like I was saying before, you can't see your own eyebrows. So I have friends that, you know, reflect. They're like, you know, you're not nothing like you were last year or you're six months ago. You were so different than how you are now, how you're handling this and who you show up to be is so different. When I started my business, I was like this nervous chihuahua. You know, it was like, oh, my God, I don't know how to do this. And I don't know. There's all these things I got to do. And I I didn't know anything about business. Honestly, I just thought, oh, I'll do this. It'll be easy (laughs) because this is how I think about things. Oh, yeah, sure. I could do that. And then I step into it. And it's a very deep. The entrepreneurial experience is very deep and, and very it's like the biggest growth and development program ever. Right. Accelerated. Right. Yeah. And whatever and whatever you're not good at, it becomes magnified or whatever. Whenever you make a mistake, it's seemingly magnified 
compared to if you're in a in a more of a working in a corporation, there's all these other people and they're doing their job. And when you start to do the entrepreneurship, it's you alone. Maybe later you get a team. When you make a little money, you can have an assistant. Or the first thing I did was hire someone to clean my house. <laughs> so I could at least have an environment that was supportive, you know? Right. Right. And as I always tell my clients, the first thing you want is a bookkeeper and a housekeeper. You know, that's oh, it. And then, that's great you know, advice. It's like, wow. You know, because then you can focus and you're in a in a supportive environment for yourself. But I think, you know, I think we become entrepreneurs, from my point of view, we become entrepreneurs not for the money or to actually be rich or whatever that is, wealthy, you know, the freedom. It's really to create yourself to somebody you don't even know you could be. It's really about expansion and freedom in that way. Because you know you work 24-7. Yeah, yeah, it's not to rest, right? Or work less. Oh my gosh, that's so great. That's great. Okay, let's talk about the bad. Do you have a bad story you could share? Bad. Oh my gosh. Well, this is an ongoing. So I want to tell people, listen, no matter where you are in your business, you know, if you're you're just starting or you want to get to the six-figure level or you're at six figures, you want to get to a million, you're way above a million, there's always problems. <laughs> There's always stuff that happens. And uh, for me, technology. Technology is fabulous when it works, and it's hell when it doesn't work. And technology, there's always something happening. So I just like spent like a whole month trying to figure out what was wrong with my emails. Like, really, people? And people are like, it's not like you not to, like, you know, write back to me. And I'm like, oh, my God. It's like my reputation, you know, my consistency, who I am for other people. They're like, oh, well, I guess she, you know, people make up stories. So Mm -hmm. it can't be that I'm in technology hell. It's got to be, oh, she's a flake. You know, <laughs> you'd like people to cut you a break, you know, but often we don't do that. Or like, I just bought myself a new iPad. I'm all excited. And I, I set it up and I'm like, how do you work this thing? It's not like my laptop. It's totally different. You touch things. And I'm like, well, where's my, where's my word? Or, you know, things I'm used to using. I have no idea where it is. So it's, it's allowing, um, You know, there's a lot of forgiveness, I have to say, that happens when things are going bad. And one of the biggest things for me has always been, because I I grew up with a very critical father, so I have these incredible committee of critical people in my brain. Um, I've had to learn to forgive myself. I've had to learn to go, you know what? This happens to everybody. Or you know what? I call my friends that are that complaining because they're only making $2 million. <laughs> and their team is all over the place. And I'm like, oh, I don't feel so bad because that's how I, you know, I'm not making the same amount of money, but my team's all over the place or whatever, right? You start to see that this 
you know, the entrepreneurial journey is putting out fires. It is solving problems. So even though technology can be a great challenge, you know, often I go to my friends who have teenagers. I'm like, could you fix this? <laughs> They're like, my oh, granddaughter- this, is, this is easy. Yeah. My granddaughter had to fix my Instagram account and teach me, you know, and she's 15. So she's unbelievable. Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah. Right? yeah. So- I know I have a whole staff. They keep having kids. So I have, we're up to eight. So oh. I have a staff of eight. My, my one grandson who's 12, he puts all my photos on my phone on the wallpaper. So every time he comes, he's like, all right, give me your phone. It's time to change your, your photo. <laughs> That's, I don't know how to do it, Ann. I'm with you. You oh know what? Gosh. And here's the great thing as, as entrepreneurs, you got to learn that you want to stay as much as you can in your zone of genius. And the fact that you're surrounded by, you know, your whole family team, that's awesome because you can just, you know, here's my phone. <laughs> Here, do yeah. your thing. I do that's that all right. the time with like my friends that are younger than me. I'm like, here's my, here. Cause they'll do it so fast and I'll just be like, think, 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 you know, and it makes me feel really like, so ugh. fun. Uh-huh. Yeah. So that's the bad. And we're still sitting here laughing about it. I love that. Now we have to talk about the ugly. So tell us a story about the ugly. I think the ugly for me, that the pinnacle of the ugly was really, um, I ended up having this event, this heart event. So I ended up in ER Uh, with a racing heart. And it was all really caused by my own stress that I put on myself about making money and making my business work. And it was, it'd been like, you know, I'm not a fast start. I'm just not. And I started my business. I was already uh, way into my fifties. So it wasn't like I was a young person and I didn't know, you know, so I was like, oh, this is easy. I've, I've accomplished all these other things in my life. How hard could it be? And uh, it started to be really stressful. It was like, oh my gosh, all these other people, you know, they're doing funnels and they're selling online and all this stuff's happening and what's wrong with me. So it really was this buildup of, of hustling and grinding. You know how people say, oh, you got to hustle and grind. I'm like, oh, hell no. <laughs> that will get you in the biggest trouble ever. But, you know, I didn't know that. So I was like, hustle and grind, hustle and grind. I was working like, you know, 16-hour days. I was working seven days a week. You know, nobody ever saw me. I was just working. And pretty soon my heart was like, this ain't working. It's not going to work. So it started to flutter. It started to go berserk. And I ended up in the ER and they were like, oh, you, you're going to stay overnight. And I'm like, never been in a hospital uh, as a patient, been in for friends and things like that. But, you know, my family, we don't go in the hospital unless we're going to die. You know, that's, otherwise we don't know, we know about doctors and hospitals. And uh, I'm like, oh, okay. So I get this really nice room. And they're like prepping me for surgery. And I'm like, what are you guys doing? Oh, we're prepping you for surgery. I'm like, what for? And they're like, oh, we're going to give you a pacemaker. And I'm like, oh, no, you're not. So I said, we've just, we're cloning monkeys and we're putting cars on Mars. What do you got that's sci-fi? What do you got that's the latest 
thing. So I fired my cardiologist and brought in a specialist and she was just like, oh, no, no. I love, I loved her, man. It was like, I met her networking. That's what it felt like. She walked into the room and, and we were both were like, do I know you? <laughs> and I was like, oh, yay. Someone I could like connect with. Yeah. So we did, we did a minor, like a procedure and that, that handled it, but it changed my life. Just like anything, any of those kinds of events or traumas, I decided I'm not going to pressure myself. I'm not going to grind. I'm going to, I, I read somewhere that Shonda Rhimes uh, knocks off at 7.30 at night. So that was, I was like, she can do it. I can do it. I and, you know, it. sometimes I'll stay up and work on special projects or something if there's something coming down the pike that I have to do. But generally, I relax. I play pickleball. <laughs> I love that about you. I, I want to play and have fun, go swimming in the ocean and lay on my couch and enjoy my backyard and things like that and be with friends, you know. I love it. And help people with their branding and proper yeah. messaging, right? And that I can, you know, that's the kind of thing I could talk about all day long. I love I mean, it. I go to dinner with my friends and they're like, come out with like, you know, head whipping hooks. And <laughs> it's something that I just do. It's like part of who I am. I love that. Love it. Well, this has been so much fun. Thank you so much for being here today with us and sharing just your brilliance. But more than that, your fun and your energy and your just, oh my gosh, just your love of life and people and service and all that you are. And oh, before you. we say goodbye, I have to ask you to finish this sentence for me. The world would be a better place if more people knew blank? You know, if more people knew that holding hands and cuddling are the most fantastic things in the world that really bring your nervous system into quiet, that allow us to connect, and the just simple stuff like that, it's so simple, so simple. It brings all your stress down. I mean, we're so stressed out right now, you know, magnified. Yeah. If you just knew, if you just reach out and hold somebody's hand, wow, the world would be an amazing place. I love that. And from the words of the wise and Bennett <laughs> from Renegade branding and this has been such a joy thank you so much and to our listeners i don't know where you are in your life or your business but if you're face down on the ground right now get back up girl get back up you can do it tell a man yeah just get up and get going brush yourself off pick yourself up laugh about it tell a story and make it funny and just keep going it's all about one step in front of the other. That's Just it. keep going. Get, get back up. Hey, thanks so much for hanging out with us today. If you were inspired or learned something new, please subscribe to the podcast, give us a review, and share us with your friends. For more information about me and how I can support you, please stop on over to my website at camilehman.com and book a free call with me. I'd love to meet you and learn more about how I can support you.